episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Disco Explosion Givenisi, and today we're talking about how I created a couple of ebooks that has earned me some uh, decent annual revenue. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. What's up, man? How's business? Sup, dude? Uh, good. I, I feel like I have solved some deep podcast problems. Yeah. Um, and I've been mulling on this decision for like weeks, maybe even months, mm-hmm. actually at least since February of this year. And so finally deciding and like pulling the trigger was so exciting. I just didn't do, actually I, I would plan to do nothing yesterday and actually got the most work done I've ever gotten in a day, maybe ever. Yeah. That's not <laughs> what you told me you were going to do. No, I mean, I did that. And my productivity. So yeah, so you're talking about podcast hosting. You don't have the details yet, but it's about mm. it's about doing the, making a decision on that. And you texted me yesterday. I was kind of out and about doing uh, like errands and stuff. And you were mm. you said like, oh, blah blah blah, this whole long text message. Like, and you were like, nah, fuck it. And then you were like, all right, I'm gonna go on the roof and get high and celebrate. I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. Cool. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Just like, he went through a whole thing. I don't know, like, what you went through. But then you ended up probably not doing that and just. I was working. like, oh, no, I, I did that. Oh, you did that. Okay. Yeah. But you I didn't did just. I thought, see, that, to me, like, that's a. That kills your day. But that see, was like. For, for me, if I can, if I could be like alone in a box. Yeah. High, I'll get like so much stuff done. Mm. It's, it's kind of like Schroeder's cat, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't Bad know joke. enough about that about that experiment <laughs> to comment, or even if that's the name of the actual experiment. Well, you know, you know what Shorter's cat is. Right? Is it? I thought it was Schlesinger's cat. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, 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 oh may, maybe. I don't know. That could it's, be. I, I, I think it's there's a cat in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and until and until you open it, it is both dead and alive. Right. And when you open it, then you know. But. Basically, does a tree fall in a forest? And if no it falls, does it make a sound? Yeah, if no one's around to hear it. Mm. Well, that's cool. Uh, that's good. Uh, I am uh, been contemplating. We had that. We did an episode on social media marketing, this paradox, and I've kind of been going through a crisis of like, should I or should I not? Like an hour after we did a whole yeah. hour on it, you yeah. called me. Or you're like, hey, can you talk about social media? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, didn't we just do this? Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Still trying to figure it out. And as of right now, I've kind of pressed the pause button across all social medias so that mm. I can focus on, I think, the thing that I should be focused on always, which is creating products like video courses and things like that. So Money I am, farming. Yeah? Money farming. Money farming. Yeah. Some of that. So... <laughs> Anyway, speaking of money farming, speaking of money farming, we have a sponsor on today's episode and every day in the month of October 2018. Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. 
You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math. And Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, let's just get to it, man. Let's get to the episode. So, in the very early beginnings of the internet, Mm -hmm. there was a man and his name was Pat. And he told all of us that you can make affiliate money online. Yeah. And he started, he discovered this all by creating a website for himself. And I kind of feel like the story is a little bit dubious, like who does this? But, you know, to follow the story, like he created this website, all of a sudden got a bunch of traffic. And he's like, oh, that's super cool. Do you know how it worked out? I mean, I could tell the story, too. Which we should well, have him on to tell the story himself. We but, should have him on. But basically, but wait, how? Yeah. So he he had he was taking. He was studying for the exam. The, he was studying for this uh, lead certification program for architecture, and he was writing all of his notes in WordPress and publishing it live. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And then one day he like checked it like I don't know how many months later and checked the traffic and he was like getting traffic because like people were reading his notes mm. and. He eventually turned all of he eventually like I think he went to a mastermind where, you know, they told him to turn the entire website into like a paid PDF like ebook. And, and he was like, well, I give it all away for free. Yeah. Like who's going to that pay doesn't that. make any sense. Right. Which is just even still knowing. Yeah. You know, things it, in my gut. I, I feel that. Yeah. So here's what we're going to talk about, because I got an email from Andrew Ringa who uh, who said, I'm going to read the email verbatim because I thought this was a great idea for an episode. But just just real quick, I just want to say that like he basically created an, a product based on all the free content on his website right. and made a stupid amount of money. That, yeah. that was, that's like the gist. And that's how, yeah, and that's sort of where this, this starts. And the, um, so basically I'm going to talk about how I took that advice and did it and, re- and was and- able to repeat it. And before we recorded this episode, we calculated out how much yeah. um, that you would have made this year, you know, mm-hmm. given there's a month or whatever left. So we took those months from last year, $54,603 yeah. from an ebook. From two PDFs. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. You know that Adobe thing <laughs> yeah. that's always installing viruses on your computer? That. <laughs> yeah. I basically, yeah. So uh, this email says from Andrew he said I'm listening to your podcast episode on creating your online courses it got me to thinking you make most of your money from affiliate marketing yes but you also have guides that you sell on swimuniversity.com right I know you've mentioned them before but I don't hear you talk about the guides all that much could you do an episode on your efforts to develop these types of products I'm really interested in the topic because I'm working on a website 
that would be good for affiliate marketing, but I really want to diversify, diversify my revenue sources to include my own products. And your experience with Amazon cutting commissions really drove that home for me. So, and that's, uh, you know, exactly why, and I want to thank Andrew for the email. And that's exactly why I decided to create my own products is because I wanted to diversify. And I had never, you know, when I first started Swim University, that was not my intention. My intention was to, you know, sell advertising, you know, like banner ads on the site. This is, you know, back in 2004 or whatever. I mean, and you did for a little bit. Yeah, you know, I did. It was yeah, as exciting I, as it sounds. Yeah, and I made good money from it. Um, and, and I was an affiliate links like that was the, that was the two revenue streams that I, I knew that I was going to like aggressively go after, uh, from day one, like before I ever created the site. Cause that was pretty much all I knew. And actually before it was banner ads, it was just AdSense, Right. But it was the same right. sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah. So, so then it, then it started with Pat Flynn. Like, I don't know where I first heard it or what, I, I don't remember where I was or what it, or what happened, but. The idea of selling ebooks is I never bought an ebook before. Mm. So it was just like really weird. But he, I heard but this, this idea is intoxicating because they are rather easy to put together. Yeah. I mean, and to recap, this, very simply, it's like you have an entire website of content. Why don't you take that content, put it all together in a like where the table of there's a table of contents. Like you put it together in a book format as a PDF. And you stick it up online and you sell it to your audience. And it's really hard to think, well, if everything on my website is free, then why would someone pay money for it to just be in combined in a PDF? And the answer is, is that the answer is convenience. It's like I don't have, you know, like first of all, my website is not organized in a chapter format, right? It's not organized mm -hmm. in a start here, end here sort of situation. Um, they're individual blog posts that kind of like float all over different categories. And it's sort of up to you as the blog reader to like, you know, create your own adventure sort of thing. Uh, the other part, the other story that I heard, which was still like mind blowing was this Evernote Essentials story. Um, oh my God. What was this guy's name? Brett, Brad? Brett Kelly. Brett Kelly. And he had the guy like, haunted my dreams. Yeah. He, like months. he wrote a book on how to use Evernote. I, and he made like over a hundred thousand dollars in his Something first like year. Yeah, and this was a hundred thousand dollars like five years ago. A hundred thousand dollars, right? And I was just like, I was obsessed. Yeah, and then he got, and then he got obsessed. He got hired by Evernote. Yeah, um, which is like, yeah. The other, uh, so okay, so those are the two things that got me started. I was like, fine. So I did it. I just sat. It was, I think, 2013. And I created an outline. And I and I, I don't know why. Oh, I think I remember. So I have. So currently I have two books. But the first book that I created on Swim University was called The Hot Tub Handbook. And I create mm -hmm. and I did like you're like, well, OK, to be honest, I get more traffic from pool people than I do from hot tub people. I have more content about pools than I have about hot tubs. So why would I create the first product as the one that would get the least amount of traffic? <laughs> yeah, why, Matt? Actually, that's a good question. <laughs> Thank you for my own. Doesn't advice. make any sense. Well, I did it. My thought process at the time was I was starting this project in September, so the summer has been over. Uh, People were closing, and I'm like, well, if I write a book about pool care now, I won't get 
the, my sales will be so low. I, I won't know if it actually worked or not because, you know, no one needs it. No one needs it when right their now. pools are closed. Right. Yeah. So I so I started with the hot tub handbook. Plus, it I I knew it was going to be easier for me to do. There's less content to to write, so it was just like an easier project. Um. So I I created an outline. And I'm trying to remember all this. Like this is like I don't have a lot of this shit saved. Like I I, th- I think I was definitely using Evernote at the time. I definitely was using Evernote. I created an outline, basically like the ch- a chapter list. And I created a the 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 guide itself was 55 pages total. But mm. every single section of the book was colored. Like the, every every page had a full color background. And every right. piece of it was like the information on my site distilled down into basically 55 pages of cheat sheets is what it really was, right? Right. So it was, a, it was like a very, very distilled version of what I had written on the site. Uh, and it was totally different. It wasn't, Which makes it super valuable because it's it's literally a pool reference guide. Yeah, hot tub. Well, hot tub. And right. I, I know your pool one's similar. Yeah. So, um, so I didn't like copy and paste content directly from my website and stick it into chapters. I... I basically recreated it from scratch, and I did all the illustrations myself. I used um, so the whole, so the the front cover, uh, each section um, was all illustrated in Adobe Illustrator, and I did all of it, and I wrote all the words, and I used a program called iBooks Author to put it all together. So it's the Apple version of. No, that's not Which, true. That's not true. You didn't use that in the beginning? No, no. my No. Because uh, I, I use that. Yeah. So I used iBooks Author for my second book. The first book, I used Adobe InDesign. So that sounds terrible. It was a learning curve for sure. Like I had to learn InDesign. Actually, every time I do a book now in InDesign, I have to relearn the freaking program because I don't do them that often. But So you wouldn't do an iBooks again? Because it's shamefully easy in yeah, iBooks. Yeah. Uh, I just want a lot more flexibility with sizing and oh. uh, yeah, I, I've I've so so basically I started in InDesign and I created this 55 page document and exported it as a PDF and I, I remember like the spelling errors because it doesn't check spell it didn't check spelling for you at the time or whatever so mm. you had to do all that separately and I just didn't oh, whatever I think it checks spelling now but. What, dude, it was uh, it was terrible <laughs> to the point where I had to send the book. I sent the PDF to a an editor. Had her she had to print out every page, which also sucked because every page was full color. Like the whole page oh, yeah. was blue, or the whole page was you know with white text. It was stupid, and I she she had to literally like print every page out. Hand write like the edits in red uh, red pen. Were people like complaining or like emailing you like you spelled pool wrong? Uh, it, well, no, because no one had read the book. But I'll get to that. But like my pool book later, yeah, mm. I got I lost a sponsor because of how bad the the grammar was in my pool book. Really, like yep. they they bought your book, yep. read it, and was like, "This they, guy's an idiot." We were like, "I'm serious about this." We were in negotiations of having them come on as a sponsor, and then they had somebody on their team go deeper into like, okay, like we were going to download his guides, we're going to download his book, and she she basically called me back and was like, hey, we're gonna we're not going to go through with this. Um, you know, we 
downloaded your pool book and this there was it was just like really riddled with spelling errors and gram, grammatical errors that uh, we just don't feel you take this very seriously and we don't want our company associated with your brand wow i was a very sad day i was so upset i was so upset do you remember what the the size of the sponsorship was I think it was, was gonna it be like... 10 grand plus whoa dude yeah i lost a lot of money um which is probably why I'm a better writer today. Because <laughs> it's like that moments like that that have like kids stay in school. Yeah, that's like yeah. <laughs> Take your grammar class. And I, I'll be honest with you, like it was that book was in the middle of being edited, but I had published it. Like I wanted, I I was practicing this thing called a uh, frictionless publishing, which I think it was a, to- mm. a uh a term coined by Leo Wabalta on Zen Habits, where it's like. Just publish it, like publish it dirty, because you can always edit, like fix it later as like mm. people. But like get it out. I, I remember reading a lot of stuff right. like that. Like, yeah. So I, but they, I was, it was in the process of being edited, and I, I, they got the unedited version of it. So, mm. okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's not that's how. The, yeah. How did you do it? Because one of the things that I really enjoy uh, talking with you about is like. I don't want to say like bite-sized projects, but projects with a completion because uh-huh. you tend to lean heavy in the beginning on planning yeah, and then just kind of like blast it out. It's exactly Whereas yeah. I tend to meander through it, realize things that I didn't know, have to do things over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never quite latched on to the like obscene early planning. Yeah, so that's it is what I did. I did like the outline. I knew what I knew what I was gonna what platform I was gonna sell it on. I was gonna sell. I sold it on Gumroad, so I knew that prior to going into it. I knew. Would I was you gonna, still do that again if you were starting out? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I miss. But Gumroad you don't do sometimes. it. You don't do it now, though. For, no, for, I switched over to my own platform. I, I use easy easy digital downloads with like all my own customization and stuff. And so, why did you do that? I'm just curious. Um. Uh, because I did it for Money Lab first, and then I was like, oh, I, I now I pay for this thing. I might as well use it for SwimU as well. And mm-hmm. then if I um eventually want to do more products that Gumroad can't handle, like video courses and stuff, like depth video courses, or like you know create a, like a login system, then I'm gonna need something a little bit more heavy. And mm-hmm. I, I I yeah, and 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 Gumroad was fine and would continue to be fine for for now for sure. Um, I kind of miss it in certain ways, but I, yeah, so I had, I knew that I was going to do that. I knew I was going to, and I knew what the book was going to entail. I knew how I was going to do it. I knew what programs I was going to use. And I was able to complete that book in, I'm going to, I'm going to guess definitely less than a month. So I remember I spent probably a month on it on and off. So I would say like, if I had to condense it, maybe two to three weeks, uh, and that's like creating every single image and, you know, organizing it, basically learning InDesign and having to put it together that way. Uh, Is this something that you did like full time during that period? Uh, so, no, this was no, this was um, dude, this was prior to Listen Money Matters. So we're talking about before you and I even teamed up. Oh wow! So were you at a job or were you unemployed at the time? I think I was unemployed at the time. 
Yeah. And you're just trying to like figure like I remember seeing videos of you recording pool videos yeah. on the wall of your garage, which actually uh-huh. came out good. Oh yeah. Was this during that? Oh time? shit, yeah. Those were good, dude. Those were good. Oh, I did yeah, I did this series I was gonna start this pool one oh one like private membership thing. You made like a classroom esque yeah. thing. And, like, I don't know if it was a whiteboard or whatever. I, but. Yeah, I bought a giant piece of plywood from Home Depot and I painted it with blue chalk paint. That's awesome. Hoping that it would be like a blue chalkboard that like I could do this whole like classroom style, like some university, you know, get mm. it. Yeah, that didn't work out. But yeah, it was it was around that yes, because I was uh it was definitely around that time. But so you were doing a lot of things for the brands, and this is just yes. like one of the things you were like slow dripping out. Yeah, and yep, that's that's correct. And so, I I got it done quickly. I remember that, and it was only fifty five pages, and I kind of felt like, oh, this doesn't feel very meaty, but mm-hmm. it was condensed. So it was like, you know, to me, I just look at I think of the number of like fifty five pages. That's not a lot of content, but it, like each page was like packed with exactly what you needed to know. Like in hindsight, knowing you know five years or whatever of internet business things, the even if you expose the page number, like mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And honestly, not to say the content doesn't matter, but that's not really even what sells it. No, that's what keeps them from asking for a refund. Right. And I got a lot of refunds because <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, a lot of this shit I already know. It's already on your website, or um, you know, even though it was condensed, and they're like, oh, you know, it's kind of like weak. But yeah, so uh, I, I, you know, it was it it definitely focused on my strengths too. Like I, I think you know, learning a program like InDesign is definitely a learning curve. But I know Photoshop so well from all the years that I worked mm. with that and Illustrator so well that like you know a slight learning curve, but kind of got it done quickly. And and at the time, like when I researched what program I was going to use to build an ebook. That's the program everyone was like, this is the pro program. And I'm, right. I, I'm kind of uh, weird about this, but a lot of people were using um, like Keynote or PowerPoint to, to mm. do their ebooks. And they're like, guess what? You can use this other crappier program that's designed for something totally different to make your shitty ebook. And I'm like, and I never like the idea of hacking together a product jimmy rigging uh yeah uh, i i i like this if you're gonna do it do it the way the professionals would do it and that's just how my sort of approach like even with video editing you know i was doing video animations and like the video animation program that you use is is adobe after effects mm. but then like sometimes you hear like oh you know you can use this program and do silly animations and i'm like yeah did you batch did you batch it yeah i not like, i yeah i knocked it out yeah, it was like, all done. Yeah, so you, so you did the outline. Yeah, and then you just like wrote, like you did, or did you do the design first? It was and uh, say I, like I had to fit it into this format. Yeah, I was designing and writing at the same time. So that's my hack for getting uh, writing projects done. Is I don't I don't like writing in Google Docs. Like it, it's just such a boring uh, place to be. It just yeah. doesn't feel good and. So what I do is I write as I design because then at least I'm seeing it come together and it feels like a more creative piece to me rather than like just white, a white background, black text. You know what I mean? Mm. 
So, because uh, I, I think some people can look at that and feel like they're accomplishing something. To me, I immediately just want to go see a color blue or something. I don't know. I want to see colors. And even when I'm writing in like Google Docs or whatever, or even Evernote at the time, I was formatting as I was editing, which like none of it, I could even like copy and paste over. I would probably have to copy and paste it and reformat everything, but I can't, yeah. I need it to look pretty. And that's just how my brain works. Well, the the cool thing that I don't even know if you plan it this way, but on the landing page, the ability I always thought that like the ability to show like one page from each chapter, mm-hmm. all these different colors, like really makes it feel like a lot is going on in the book, right? As opposed to just like I remember people like splay out pages, yeah, but they're all basically like white with text, so it's yeah. just kind of like, look, we wrote things. Well, that was the other part of it too. Like I. I think an ebook I love if you're going to buy an ebook it should be well fucking designed like it should mm. be like when you download it you instantly just by flipping through a couple of pdf pages or like on your ipad or wherever you read like, it yeah like yeah. dude this is worth money like this was worth the internet dollars for an internet product you know what i mean like if this yeah. was a book like an actual physical book like it would be more expensive because it's full color and there's there's illustrations and like somebody put a lot of time into crafting this. And so that was my m- process of like oh, my, or my mindset of like oh I'm building a stupid little PDF with the same information that's on my site. What can I do differently that I don't do on my website that would um be an extra value proposition for it. And that was why I spent so much time on the design and less on the words and probably sh- <laughs> should have done uh, equally both right uh so so yeah that's basically uh how i did it so you have um the hardest part is was definitely um the like basically just the creation of it and learning you mean like the design and putting it together i mean yeah like i don't like every time i hit a moment where i was like oh how do i wrap this text around this image correct i would have to go google it figure it out like i was learning on the fly as i was building this piece i also feel like you use the most challenging tool i'm sure you can create amazing things in it yeah oh now well, it's you, gotten, you also had higher higher standards of yeah and, and it's gotten much better i used it um we've we've done an update of the book recently mm-hmm. and i used uh, in design and it was like oh this is this is this is very powerful and I understand it and there was a lot more like documentation and video that I could watch to understand it and it is like it's for layout it's like you have to you have to kind of like pre-write it you know what I mean and then use mm-hmm. in design to like just for layout like all you're doing is like laying out like magazine you know articles on a single page so yes it takes time to like lay out each page but you have a beautiful book when you're done, you know? And I think that that is important to be able to charge, you know, the money for a PDF. To me, I don't know. So, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, because I think that your eBooks are like far and away a success. Mm -hmm. They're they're clearly very focused, or or rather it wasn't like some, this is everything about pool filters. They they both... uh, attempted to like simplify the topic in its entirety i remember we had worked on together i was like i was like ebooks whatever Mm -hmm. but you'd kind of 
pushed me to create like this book, Mastering Mint, yeah. which is like the most niche thing in an area of money that no one wants to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's like Evernote Essentials. Right, in, right. In a sense. But not making $100,000 a year. <laughs> right. I, I remember it made like between three and $500 a month, mm-hmm. um, which I was severely disappointed with yeah. because I was I was telling my parents how I was going to be rich <laughs> and I was going to sell this ebook. This other guy yeah. did it. I mean, I was like all, I was ridiculous. Yeah. Like my family should have fired me from the family. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, like that actually was what carried Listen of My Matters through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Three to five hundred dollars is not for a nothing. PDF. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's where things got really interesting. Is the pricing? So what'd you learn, it. or what'd you start at? Well, and I don't remember. Uh, I I believe I started the book at uh, twenty nine dollars, mm. and. No one, I mean, I, I literally have the metrics pulled up from 2013. Uh, so 2013 is when I made the product. And no, 2014 is when I started selling it. So I started selling it in January. Like, I, at least the data that I have, it starts in January. So January, I had uh, 9,000, just for context, 9,302 people visit Swim University. Just in total, most of that it, I think might have been hot tub people. Right. I sold one book, and I had it set at nineteen dollars. <sighs> so, nice. did you feel like it was the price then? I, I well, no one bought it. I remember no one bought it for. I, I definitely released it in not in January. I released it uh, in two thousand thirteen, probably either that September or that October, and I made mm-hmm. nothing for three months. And then finally, I got I sold one, and then I and then I kept dropping the price. I had it at twenty four dollars at one point. No one bought it, and then I dropped it down to nineteen dollars. And when I say like no one bought it, like I had probably emailed my list about it. I my my list uh, at the time wasn't very big, um, maybe a couple thousand people. Most of them were pool people, so I would say like maybe five hundred hot tub people. Um, I really wasn't actively pushing it very hard on the site itself you know i would i didn't have it mm-hmm. like in popular blog i don't i was really bad at this and i also think people set ridiculous like all the stuff you read online like i published it to my list of 500 people and made 50 million dollars yeah and i'm just like i i can't even get one yeah it depends on how active your list is like i feel like i can do that with money lab but i can't do that with Swim University, like Swim University, that it's a just a different group of people, and uh, I remember I the landing page was weak, you know, super weak. I I the copy was awful. I didn't know how to write sales copy. Like I just honestly, like anything you could do wrong, I did wrong. I mm-hmm. I the I think the book was not uh, meaty enough. I think the price was. Uh, was right if I had made it meteor was wrong for how big it was the landing so, the landing page what was needed. the onus to like fix it like was it just something after sitting for how long you got frustrated no was there like some point like you something happened that's a good question uh no but I so so what happened so the the data that I'm looking at right now is so I get paid the big bucks to answer the good ask sure. the good questions yeah so in January made 19 bucks it means I sold one one of them 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in February, I made a hundred. So I sold what four, five. Yeah, I mean, markedly more than the previous month. Right. Then, but then in March, I did sixty-three dollars. In April, I did fifty-seven dollars. In May, I did one hundred and eight dollars. And basically, through the entire year of two thousand fourteen, I've basically averaged, you know, a hundred and twenty dollars a month on that book sale. Mm. And obviously, you were disappointed. Yeah, dude. I yeah. That's like slip into depression type shit. But here was the interesting part. So I think in 2015, like, I made some, I was like, all right, well, I'm like, well, this is making consistent money every month, right? There's like, people are coming and buying this thing. All I have to do is make significant increases in, in like the sales page. So I have to like basically give a shit about the sales page. So I, I did, I definitely spent time learning copywriting that's like when i first started learning copywriting mm-hmm. and i remember sitting in a coffee shop in philadelphia writing out what the sales page would be like the, i wrote all the copy first and then designed it later and i remember that and i did a video later much later that that helped a little bit and then like traffic obviously kept growing and i started putting the book in more like in more blog posts and like Places where people could see it and be interested in checking out the landscape. Basically, page. allowing people to know that it exists. Right. I mean, and then I put it in every, at the bottom of every email we would send out. So we'd send out like weekly emails, uh, you know, to hot tub owners, and it would be at the bottom, the same pitch at the bottom of every email. And it just started growing. Like, so in 2015, it was, you know, it was doing $72 in January but with a 370% increase in traffic. So like still not a big thing, but then, you know, $200, $300, $400, $500, $500, $600, $600. And it just kept going up. Right. So I was like, and then I was like, well, okay, there's a consistency happening here. So all I have to do is make more books and I will make more money or, you know, improve yeah. the sales page or whatever. So in 2015, yeah, it was 2015, I wrote the second book, The Art of Pool Care. And I remember that a little bit better because I wrote that in November, the whole month of November. That's all I did was I was working on this book. I remember you were like master crafting it. Yeah. You had like a ridiculous, and the title and. Yep. It was it, the original title of the book was called the art of pool care. It is no longer titled that I changed it recently. And what'd you change it to the pool care handbook? Mm. Because the art of pool care, I, I, the book was like supposed to be like Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance where like, yeah. it's a story. It's more about like, you know, my time growing up with a pool and how, like, I, you can use the pool, like, how to appreciate your Spoiler pool. Spoiler alert, no one cares about you. Exactly. They just want to know how to fix our pool. Yeah, I got a lot of those emails. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, my God. That is, I'm sorry. That's true. That sounds terrible. But I did it. So, like, a lot of the beginning of the book was about, like, how to appreciate your pool more often and, and how to, like, want to care for it, you know, and not mm-hmm. consider it a chore. And a lot of people emailed me positive statements about, like, it's the first time I've ever heard anyone with that angle. And I was just like trying to make it very like Zen and ma- and like uh, meditative and like, dude, like take a chill pill, just fucking vacuum your pool real slow. It's kind of like 
you know, the Japanese uh, uh, Zen rock garden, the sand, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, like just do that, man. Like it's like it's actually enjoy the process of doing this because it, it can be meditative. And I thought that was a really interesting angle about, you know, like water chemistry is like balance and there's like all this stuff, you know, so. I, and you got you got rid of all of that? No, no, no. All of the content still in the book. I just changed the title. Oh, oh, okay. Because the ti- we Steph uh, was like, I bet you a lot of people would. They don't. It's. I, I bet you would sell more if the title was more like the pool care manual, like the pool maintenance manual, something very more specific. So like the hot tub ah. handbook was very like the hot tub handbook. It's your. It's a guide for your hot tubs. Like okay, where the art of pool care is like kind of a little bit more fluffier so so i can create ebooks using the word handbook sure yes you should create ebooks using the word hand job <laughs> you perv it's from my other website mm-hmm. so so i did <laughs> that was a stupid joke <laughs> i i uh so I, I i wrote that book and that book really failed like i i put a, <laughs> i put a, a whole month into it I don't know what I was expecting, <laughs> but that was very satisfying. Thank you. <laughs> so I did a whole, uh, I remember spending a whole month on it. I did all the illustrations in Illustrator. <laughs> I put the book together using iBooks author uh, because I was like, well, let's try this. And that book was 300 pages. A lot of it was copy and paste jobs from the website, and mm. which which meant it was filled with spelling errors and grammatical errors and uh you know that whole story of me losing the sponsorship deal was that book and i had and i remember before i launched that book i had read nathan barry's book authority which is an ebook that he came out with about creating ebooks right yeah you you literally use those templates to create the list of money matters books yeah i think you would use them to create your books at the time yeah and i i remember uh, this is where I got – this is the most interesting part of this whole story, I think, which was I I wrote the guide and I was figuring out what to price it. And Nathan Barry was like, you charge some money for your ebook, Create pricing tiers. You know, add more value. And I'm like, well, I, I don't – I can't I, – I just wanted to get the book out. I ended up starting to charge $49 for an ebook, And that That's was – a lot. So, well – he said it was okay. Like he said, I should mm. right. Crickets, dude. Straight crickets. Like oh, nothing man. for months. And you know, I he admit, had more of a money lab audience, back right? Then. And he was selling a book like to help designers, which is essentially like you make money from that. Whereas like with pool care, you don't. And and I kind of was just like, you know, I did. I thought I did everything right. Like I I crafted the landing page the way that I should have. Like the the sales page did the sales copy. Like really. You know, put the book everywhere, put it in the emails. Like I did all the things, all the mistakes that I had made with the original book. Like I had corrected them and did it with the hot tub or with the art of pool care book, and still was like, why the fuck is no one buying this? Like I and there's like there was like more traffic, there was more pool owners. Like it was like I thought I was gonna create the the art of pool care and just see instant success with it because mm. I I had figured out everything I did wrong with the first book. And obviously, like, my, my traffic had grown and all these other factors. And it didn't. And it wasn't until I slowly, uh, like, dropped the price. I had dropped it to $39. I saw a couple more sales. I was like, oh. And then one day I was like, I wonder if people in my audience 
don't really understand the concept of an ebook because I've already gotten a few emails that was like, "When is my book getting here?" I'm like, <laughs> "We talked about you. You, I, you never entered your mailing address. Would you think this was a real book?" So I had to like use the word "digital guide," "download only," like all these words. Like I had to plaster it over every goddamn email and sales page and everything because my audience just doesn't understand the as much as like Nathan Barry's audience at the time mm. understood. What an ebook was. We all know what PDFs are. You know, you're a web guy. You understand that. As a person who owns the pool, and you know, some, you know, who knows what the occupation is, but they own a pool in the Midwest, or the, you know, they don't know. They've never bought an ebook. Yeah. So, I so I thought to myself, well, I bet you they're comparing it to a book, like a real book in Barnes and Noble. Like that's the that's where that's how they correlate this. So I I charged twenty nine dollars for it because I was like I was like you know uh, a regular book costs twenty four dollars. Look at the back of the barcode. You see like USA twenty four dollars, Canada whatever. Um, but on nicer books they're like twenty nine dollars or more. So I was like oh, I think twenty nine is the sweet spot. And I hit it, I like as soon as I put it up for that price like I just saw sales come in. And so mm-hmm. uh, and and obviously I think at that time it correlated with the summer. And so I was just like, okay, I, okay, I get it now. So I was selling a book at $29 and $19. And so in 2015, I made roughly uh, $10,700 from both books. That's still pretty good. Still pretty good, yeah. And now, and I just like kind of left it go. Like I just was like, to me, I don't like the idea of launches because I've been so disappointed on launches. I have never not been disappointed yeah. on a launch. So I just think, okay, well, I'm going to do a quote-unquote launch, but I'm, but then I'm going to leave it up for sale forever and, and continue to like push people towards it. The second year, so 2016, I did uh, – I'm trying to do the math here – about $19,000. So almost double. Almost double. 2017, I did, so 18,000, what's 18, what's 19,000 plus 17,000? Oh my God, you make me do this on the air? Yeah. I don't know, they're almost 30. Okay, so what is it 19 plus 17? Yeah. 36. Okay, so I did that in 2017, and then we said in 2018 I did what, 53 something or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that, and this year was the first year that I, that I, we had, we took the original hot tub handbook and we, I had my writers, um, and my editor basically like outline and write the book. And then I, uh, and I had my graphic designer do all the graphics and then I put it together in, in illustration or in, in design. Mm. And it took me like two weeks, I think, to do the like putting it all together, and it took them multiple months, like two or three months, maybe longer, to write the whole book because we basically did it all from scratch and we wrote everything new. So nothing in the book you will find on the website, word wise, and added a lot of sections that like I had gone back and and you know when people were buying the hot tub handbook, I would add, you know I'd send them an automated email that would ask them you know what was the book missing, what do you want. What do you want in the book? And mm. so I took all of those responses and made sure that the second edition had all of those like parts in it. Uh, and we published that. 
I, I went back to $29. I'm like, all right, well, now it's like 100 and I think it was like 160 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I felt like, okay, this is a $29 product now. And it sells well. And we've never had a return. Really? Yeah. And, and it's been selling all year without a single return. Wow. And I think that is partly, I think a, num- new, a number of factors. Like one, you know, for $29, you got this like meaty, like educational piece, right? And it was nothing you can read on the website. So no one was like reading the whole website, like, oh, I'm a huge fan of your website. I love your website. And then buy the book and goes, oh, well, I already read a lot of this already. You know, I just want my money back because like I didn't realize it was you were just copying and pasting. So I do you do get those or, you know, this, you know, a lot of times in the old book, it's like, oh, this didn't will feel that way and be turned off to your brand. Right. Exactly. Not not say anything. Yeah. And then some people were like the old book got a lot of returns because they would say, oh, you didn't talk about saltwater. You didn't talk about bromine. You didn't talk about like specific uh, problems that people have with their specific spa. And so. For this second edition, I we addressed all of it. We're like, okay, like people have been asking about saltwater, bromine, like uh, you know, soft swim, other other like guanine uh, chemicals, like th- that are very specific that not a lot of people have. But like, let's address them in every in in, in either their own section or whatever. And so like now, people who read the book, like they get their answer because there's just we just covered everything. And we'll have to do multiple editions going down the road because new technology comes out. You know, mm. people, we still send out an email that's like, what do you think? We're getting feedback on that. And so I'm sure we're going to have to add more and more. Uh, what month is like the most popular month for hot tub things? Uh, that's a good question because uh, I would say there is no. By the way, I just, just got to say that we had someone listen to my matters that said that that's a good question is a, a crutch stalling technique. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I, I, well, it is a good question. I mean, I too. know I'm great, but uh, that question's interesting because <laughs> there's my. Well, I hear what you're saying. So let me just get back to this. Okay, no, I'm stalling. So there is no single month. That is great for for hot tubs, and it's just because I guess the weather is they're such a, they're a, a year round item. People go yeah. hot tubbing in the middle of the summer, just as much as people go hot tubbing in the middle of the winter, because it's actually really fun to go hot tubbing in the middle of the winter. But some people don't like getting out because it's like freezing. Oh, but then right, right. it's also really fun in the summer, but it's also fucking hot too. So it's like double sweat. So <laughs> I, I you know if if any time it's like fall and spring are the are good times but according to my like data and like traffic and sales it's pretty pretty consistent sales are pretty consistent mm. of the hot tub handbook every single month uh the hot tub handbook or the pool care book is different that has that has peaks the peak is uh may and june so what if at the last week of june and you set it up in MailChimp, so one email went out a year, and you offered X percent off. We do it. Season- we do it four oh, times do? a year. So, oh, wow. yeah. So uh, every quarter, we do a sale for one of our books. So, first quarter, we do the hot tub handbook. So, like in January, we have a you know a sale. You get five percent off, and that does create a spike for sure. Um, so we send a big email out. 
say, hey, the book's $5 off. We may send a couple of emails like, hey, you have 48 hours, 72 hours, whatever our sale is for that quarter. Quarter two, which is like, you know, March, we do, or or I guess the beginning of April, we do one for the pool book because that's like start of the pool season, right? Mm. So we do a big spike in the beginning. A lot of people are active. It's It's huge. We do another quarter in the summer uh, for the pool book again because uh, at that point, like the summer is kind of over. Uh, and so, no, 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 I'm sorry. We do, I think it alternates. Yeah, it alternates because we do it at the beginning of each quarter. So that way, like the pool book gets a bump, the hot tub book gets a bump, the pool book gets a bump, you know, vice versa. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, we do that too. And, and like there's, uh, we've I've done some things where I'm like I've changed the the landing page. I've added like video to the landing page where I'm like actively selling you, the book. Do you feel that that has helped? Not um not crazy. I think what's helped is traffic. Honestly, mm. like it, I, there, the design tweaks or the um copy tweaks that I've done, I feel like haven't really like pushed the needle in a significant way to where I'd be like, oh my god, like whoa, thank God I did that. You know, like changing the book title, like didn't increase the the sales anymore, but perhaps May next year, who knows? I think, um, you know, the books. It, this year has been the most interesting because I'm like, wow, that's like a good salary, right? Like fifty three thousand dollars, like holy shit, like that's yeah, that's legit, that's a business. How do I scale that up, right? And I don't think it's creating a bigger book and charging more for it. I think it's. What Nathan Barry originally suggested in Authority, which is creating tiers of the book. So, like, the book is $29, will always be $29. Like, that is just – and we will always update it and, and, and it have it be relevant. But if you want the, the, the book and a video course, basically the book version of the of – the, or the uh, video course version of the book, you know, that might be 49 or 89 And then we do a third tier that's like – all a bunch of worksheets and like whatever. I mean, we can figure out something, but maybe there's only two tiers. I don't know. What if you put a Facebook pixel on the page mm-hmm. and you only did retargeting ads to people who visited the page and didn't buy? We did that. And just offer a discount. You tried that? Yeah, it, it didn't work? It didn't pay. I mean, cause, because of how cheap the book is, mm. like because of how inexpensive it is, it wasn't like we were paying more for the ad than we were selling in mm. books. So now if my, if I, you know, this doesn't apply. Do you do retargeting for the website or just for that? Page? No, just for that page. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. So we were, uh, yeah, I did a retargeting campaign that worked and it was, but it was free a retargeting campaign with, with MailChimp where somebody would land uh-huh. on the page and they would, they wouldn't buy it. And then 24 hours later, I'd send them an email like, Hey, here's $5 off. Like I know, I know you visited the page. Oh. Like that worked like fucking gangbusters. But then Mailchimp discontinued that tracking code. Oh wow! Yeah, it was called gold. Mm. Uh, it was a gold tracking code thing. So I had a, mm. I could have still used it, but they weren't supporting it. So it was like, it wasn't right, right. it wasn't working anymore. So, uh, and I'm sure there's another way to do that. But the, but the Facebook ads, I was spending more money on the Facebook ads than I was making with book sales. And I think. You know, if I come out with a course version of each book and, you know, have an basically like buy the book for 29 and then buy the book plus the video course for 49 or whatever, I think maybe at that higher price point uh, for both products, I may be able to run Facebook ads again. Who knows? So, yeah, I mean, um, I'm kind of like this. This is the, the year that I'm like, OK, 
these are viable products and I need to improve them. Mm. Do you feel that uh, your launches were anything to talk about or, or the money was really in just perpetuity? I think I just made so many mistakes and I still think there's mistakes. I think mm. we, I think I am not aggr- I am not aggressive with. So if anything, like just do a soft launch and let it kind of like right. marinate. Yeah, and and consistently improve. And and you know the the thing about it is, is like, if there's anything that I've learned about this, it's consistency. It's like you need to well, first of all, you need to fucking tell people that the book exists. Like they need yeah. to see that. They need to go to the landing page. A lot of people like it's interesting because the book is relatively inexpensive. Like I do get a lot of impulse buys, but some people take their time. Like they take multiple hits for them to go. You know what? Fine, I'll buy the book. And who knows what the reason is? They might be buying. I'm it. one of those people. Like I, I have oh, to like visit it multiple times, and it's probably late at night. I'm like, ah, I just want it. Yeah, even if it's only twenty seven or yeah. twenty nine dollars. Like we, we were, were literally talking about a course the other night, right. and you were like, kind of like Andrew, it's twenty nine dollars. Why haven't you bought it? I was like, oh, I'll split it with you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> still, yeah, still <laughs> contemplating. It's like, dude, I, and that's okay. Like, I, but my company right now, we do not have an aggressive sales policy. We just, besides yeah. those sales every quarter, we should be doing those like, you know. uh some maybe every month or so I don't know. Like there's some like it's fifty four right now almost passively. How do you get it to a hundred? Yeah. Can can you spend ten to fifteen to get it to a hundred? I don't know. That's an experiment. I yeah, I we <laughs> we did I did a bunch of stuff. I mean part of the website optimization experiment was was doing that. Was inc- like uh you know, improving the sales pages was one. We did this thing where, you know, people when they sign up for our email list that's when they're like kind of sold into the site, right? They're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I, I, I like Swim University. This is cool. So you sign, up for this, you sign up for Swim University. Immediately, you're offered with a coupon code for the book. And it's like, hey, here's a coupon code. Check your email for the coupon code. You know, and, I, and you know, if I look at uh, – and I, I, should log, I should log into Swim University uh, – but we do get a lot of sales from that. So, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I can pull out real quick. Like, yeah, dude, some, for some reason, like it's crazy. Yesterday we made $261 yesterday. Dude, that's amazing. In book sales. I don't, why the spike happened yesterday? What it was yesterday? Wednesday? Mm. <laughs> it's like, we don't, no emails went out. I don't know. I literally don't know. Uh, but if we look at downloads, so what's great, great about um, easy digital downloads is just like all everything's kind of like right in WordPress. It's just all built right there. So, you know, every time – so we did a fall sale uh, that only sold 15 books. But all email subscribers that have signed up, we've sold 28 books through that. Uh, you know, we've sold a lot through our YouTube videos. We sold 53 books just through YouTube video descriptions. Putting like putting the offer code in the description. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's and that's pretty new. <laughs> that's like probably a month old. So I think that that's probably why we saw a spike. So yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it works. We have. I think we're. Yeah. It it it's. We're not aggressive enough. That if I if I had to boil it down to like why we're not at a hundred thousand dollars is that like we're just not aggressive. We're not an aggressive sales company, and. 
I could probably do more. For instance, like at the bottom of every single post, there should be like an actual sales pitch based on the content you just read. So like, for example, if you, I did a, I do a post on like a very popular post on like, uh, let's just say like tips, take care of your hot 27 tips, take care of your hot tub or no, no, um, household products you can use to clean your hot tub, right? It's a very popular post. And then at the very bottom of that post, I should just create a paragraph that's like, if you are struggling with your hot tub and you like want to know more about this stuff, like as it's like, as you're reading the post and you're finishing the post, it's not like a, and here's the conclusion. It's like, no, it's part of the fucking blog post of like Mm. pitching this product that I sell that will seriously help people. And so it's like, it's like kind of like creating pre-sales copy leading into the actual sales copy of the landing page, you know, where Mm. they would go to buy it. Uh, so that is something that I've been, I've, I was like on my to-do list of things like we should, we should focus on and, uh, like just doing more sales, you know, but on a consistent basis, being aggressive in our emails from like just selling it. So, so like maybe two things, just selling it. And then also the creation process. What do you feel like things that you have learned as a result that, that like if say uh, I, I don't think you have an ebook for Brew Cabin, do you? No. So like, if you were to do something for Brew Cabin, mm-hmm. whether it was like to take less time or to be more impactful, you know, or just after it was created to kind of make it make money, like what would you do? Well, okay, that's a great. I won't say it's a great question. Yes, it's no because it's like it's it it forces me to think about all the things that I feel like I've done wrong with my first two books and how I would apply those to a totally different industry, right? Mm. So the first thing that came to mind was I would basically write a full book. I would write an actual goddamn, you know, four to 500 page, 60,000 word book packed with illustrations. I mean, I have homebrewing books here that I purchased that like the physical homebrewing books that are just like massive reference guides filled Mm. with awesome illustrations. I would do that. I would I would put the fucking time in to make something awesome, even if I didn't have that many you know people. Uh, that is first and foremost. I think the product speaks for itself. I think people download uh, these books, and if they're really great, they're going to tell their friends. I mean, I yeah. I've experienced that with with Money Lab products. It's like, dude, put the time in, make it great. Uh, that's it. So that's the one thing I would do right off the bat, which I think was was a mistake on both of my books that I've done. And we're update we're gonna be updating the hot the pool care handbook to be like absolutely insane. The bees knees. Yeah, bees knees. So I would do that. I would make an aggressive sales page, meaning like the sales page, the sales copy, like what basically it should include a table of contents. I mean, like I, the first two sales pages that I did, I, I just added a table of contents this year, like like maybe two months ago to those sales pages. Like no one knew what was in the fucking books, <laughs> you know? So it's like for, I would do that. I would create a video to sell the book. I would show sample pages. I would give out a sample chapter and then uh, – you know, give out a sample chapter and create an automation that like automatically like aggressively just pitches the book for like, you know, in an, in an automation. Um, I would. So, yeah, the sales page would just have to be insane, even if the book only ends up being like twenty nine or forty nine dollars. 
the sales page, like the lo- the bigger the price, the longer the sales page. The like you should have no reason not to buy. Like it should just be like, holy shit! This book. Whoever put time into this is it's amazing. What do you? Uh, well, so no, I was just on Swim University, and if my friend told me about the Hot Tub Handbook, uh-huh. first thing I would do is go to swimuniversity.com, click search, type Hot Tub Handbook, yeah. and click search, your book doesn't come up yeah, in your insert. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's only searching blog find- posts. It's not searching pages. Mm. That's probably a hack I need, to, I need to fix, or a piece of code I need to fix. But yeah, if you go to the Hot Tub page, it's right there. Like, if you click Hot Tubs at the top. You have a very not- nice landing page. It is very visually pleasing. It's new. Yeah. So it, I'm going to get the hot tub on, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pull it up myself. So like, I just – so this a couple of this of Steph's idea, like putting it in an uh, iPad-looking format because it used to just be the – it used to look like a book format, right? Oh, to almost explain what it is visually. Right. So like I had a hard time. People were like, when am I getting the book in the mail? I'm like, you never entered your – what did you think? So mm. she was like, well, why don't you add it in a PDF or a, an iPad looking thing so people realize that like, oh, it's something you read on an iPad. So it doesn't have page, literal, I used to have like literal pages in just like the book cover. So it looked like in a real book. And then- I'm just, I'm just laughing because it's a smart buy. Yeah, that's my <laughs> universities. So yeah, then I add it like, take a look inside the guy. I picked the best pages with the most like illustrations and words and- and I'm, and p- try to pick one from each chapter, so it's like, oh, there's a lot of text here. This is a lot of information. Uh, it would probably be best if I sent sample chapters, but I don't do that. Uh, table of contents with explanations for each one. I do have like actual, uh, what do you call it? Actual co- uh, testimonials. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at Linda, Linda yeah. Presslar. Yeah, I believe I picked the, the copy is very tight. Yeah, so I, I spent a lot of time on this. And money back guarantee is basically I doesn't matter when you bought it, I'm going to issue a refund. Like it's no it's oh, not yeah. that hard for me to do, right? So, but I haven't gotten any. I think it's because, you know, no questions People asked. People get the value and Yeah. Uh and then I have like a huge uh well not a huge, but I have a pretty decent size FAQ, which I didn't have before. That's a new thing, right? It's like is there a physical copy of this book? No. <laughs> it's if you download it. Uh, you know, what type of hot tub is this ebook written about? Every goddamn type of hot tub. And I basically listed a few that are like super popular. Uh, all, all the things that, all the questions that I've gotten over the years that have, you know, been, been holdups. So well, I think like one of the biggest takeaways, maybe perhaps why it is success, uh, successful, is if you control F on the page and just. Uh, search for the word romantic. Uh huh. You wrote about how romantic hot tubs are. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta nail it. You gotta clean the jizz out. <laughs> I'll teach you. That's super gross. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, for, so for the so if I were to do another book, it would be a, basically put most of the time into the book itself. Mm. I would do an aggressive sales page that was like very like, dude. There's no reason you should not buy this. It's got I've I've answered every single one of your questions. Here's the book. Come on, just give me some fucking money. And I would send out an aggressive pitch. And I when I say aggressive, I mean just literally selling it. Like I tell them exactly what it is. Yeah, not yeah, and doing it often. 
and a lot. You know, I would do it at the bottom of every single blog post. I'd be like, I have a book that'll answer this this question and many more stuff that you will not find on the website. Like stuff like fully illustrated, outlined. Like I, I you know, really, really pitch it, and then hmm. I would be sending out an email every single week with like content that'll help homebrewers and hey, we have this book and then every quarter or more I would be doing a sale. Be like, look, this book's on mm. sale or like, hey, this person just wrote a testimonial about it, whatever. Like I would just be uh, pushing the shit out of it and, and in an automated fashion if I could. But yeah, that's, I mean, you know, the, the thing that I've, I've realized about launching anything is just like, People don't know it exists. Like, I don't do it. Like, but I will say that, like, with, with Asana for bloggers, like, people don't really know it exists besides it, the product being so good that people mm. tell other people about it. And I have consistent sales on Asana for bloggers. I mention that all the time. But it's just like, it's my anecdote for why you should spend time on the product itself because you need well, to blow minds. I, I can attest that I have gotten the verbal version of it and having finally completed it last night. Like holy shit! Yeah, um, it's, when, it's game when it works, it sings. It's game changing. Yeah, and I think you know with a with and that 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 goes for like my pool book. I think when people um, when I do the, an update of the pool book, it's like I'm I want to blow your mind. I want to I want to completely transform the way you think about your pool and how you take care of it. Like. No one's talking about automation. No one's talking about you know ease and of chemicals mm. and how to test and like all the high technology and uh, and how you should even your how you should treat your pool like your mindset should be changed. And same with a hot tub. Like people find taking care of a pool in a hot tub incredibly frustrating, and I know that because I do a survey where I ask all my you know people that read my site and sign up for my email list what frustrates you the most, and it's like I have a list of pain points. That I can just address that, you know, in a very funny and entertaining and, you know, eye-pleasing way. So, I mean, you really do have to just, like, fucking make something awesome. And I and, mm. and then the rest kind of gets, you know, the rest is sort of, like, easy. You do it and it's, like, whatever. But that's what I would do. I hope that's helpful. I hope that makes sense. Are you now? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna? Are you gonna re-release Mastering Mint, the ultimate version? You should. I, I think. Huh. I know what you should do. What? I think you should create an an ebook on Listen Money Matters. Yeah. About automating your personal finance, Ooh. like like Mint and personal capital, and like all the. You could be. It could be riddled with affiliate links. It could be like a mother effer. It could be cheap. So that is an amazing idea. Although I might not be able to do it before everyone listening does it. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, but but that's actually a really good idea because I almost don't want to do another super niche thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the the lifeblood behind Listen My Matters. Yeah. Just, if there's you know anything I mean. like I I used to be so adamant against products because I remember listening to Fizzle and they were They're hard. They're hard to do, but I remember listening to Fizzle like you got to make your own products, got to make your own products and I'm like, "Well, I sell advertising. Like my product is that. My product is like don't tell me I need to do that." Mm -hmm. And maybe and products don't always work for every company. Like I I made a product for 
uh, roasty that I don't think. I mean, it was a good product, but I don't think it fit. Like I just, you know, I just made what I was good at, and I was like, oh, you know, and that's part of the reason I sold roasty, which was like, you can make products for this site. I just don't want to make those products, you know, mm. which I think were physical and 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 advertising and stuff. So, but with with Swim University, it's an educational piece that like no one's making products around, and no one's, you know, there's there's a lot out there. Like even with personal finance, like people really don't have like good personal finance products, you know? Yeah. Educational at least. So that's what I'm going to say. And I think that that wraps it all up. It's a long one, but I want to thank Thomas Frank at Tom Frankly on Twitter for (laughs) my new middle name this week, disco explosion. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on future episodes of this show, please email me, matt at moneylab.co. And also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. Uh, I, you know, I'm open to trying new ones out. They're coming in now. Very And look, if you don't send one, Thomas will. Yeah, Thomas, uh, he just sent me a <laughs> friggin' novel size list of... of uh, he is nothing if not effective. Yeah, that's true. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. Reviews help more people find the show. And if you really like this show, tell your friends about it. Point up to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber. So uh, that's it, dude. That was a long one. Uh, I think we should run a test. Hmm. If you are hearing my voice right now, mm-hmm. email Matt at moneylab.co and let him know that you listen this long. <laughs> yeah. Just just like title, I listened that long, nobody. Right. Send it. I'd be like, yes. It'll tickle him in all the right places. Yeah. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. Thank you.